And we're back. Another episode, Let's Talk Sports. It's yours truly, Worry, and I'm back with Mike once again. What's going on, everybody? Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we didn't get a chance to touch base this week, so we got a lot to cover. So we'll look at last week. Uh, last week in the NFL, go over our picks. We had made our picks prior to today. Today is actually Sunday, September 29th. We're coming to you actually as the Sunday nighter is happening right now. Second half about to start. So a lot of exciting games that happen. Uh, but we'll start it off with news about Jalen Ramsey and and the Jacksonville Jaguar. Um, so it just seems like this is the new entertainment for the media right now, at least in the NFL. So uh, after, after not this past Thursday, but the previous Thursday's game, uh, Jalen Ramsey and his agent had requested to be traded, right? Um, Now, according to Jalen Ramsey, it's not him. It's not his team that put it out. So it would appear that the Jacksonville Jaguars put word out. Jalen Ramsey uh, still went on and played on that Thursday night game. Uh, And I believe he played today too, right? Uh, No. Uh, So he wasn't playing today. But uh, after playing on the Thursday night game about two weeks ago, Jalen Ramsey did not show up to training camp. Claiming, what was it? Uh, the first one was he was sick. Was uh was some disease yeah. that he was in. Yeah, the cold uh, or something. And then uh, word got that he actually was sick, and then supposedly he had to be with his girlfriend. Yeah, his uh, son, her daughter, was being born. Was being born. So listen, listen, we don't have the details. Nothing coming out to say if it's really happening, but the. The tone in which it's being reported makes it seem like Jalen Ramsey clearly doesn't want to play for Jacksonville Jaguars, and clearly there's some uh, low mind games going on there. Uh, but really interesting because we know a lot of teams are interested. A lot of teams need a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. We look at a team like the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Ravens, all three who've made who've made their interest for for the cornerback. Now, it seems to me that. Tom Coughlin is just not budget. The more I look at this, it just feels like Jacksonville Jaguars are like, look, we got Gardner Minshew. There's a new excitement around the team. We're winning games. Uh, we're in a position where we can challenge for this division. And right now, it's pretty much up in the air right now, that division. So I kind of understand them not wanting to pull the trigger now in trading Jalen Ramsey. But at the same time, too, I don't know how much that impacts the locker room. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is still a professional. It still comes out there and play. Yeah. But uh, it seems to me like they're, they're they're writing that Minshew mania a lot more than they should, who I think is the best corner in the game. It's quite interesting because, like, you know, he's been out for – well, he played the last game. He didn't play all that well. And then this game he yeah, isn't playing. But Minshew's now 2-0 and yeah. in his starting career. And – uh, Ramsey still states he wants to be traded, so it's quite yeah. interesting. Well, and yeah, and I don't know if you heard because uh, this actually came after supposedly it's been reported him and uh, Tom Coughlin got into it, and there was an exchange of words. He didn't like what was said, and clearly it looks like it's a question of uh, not I don't want to say principle, but respect. And yeah, you know, I, after a while, if you cross a certain line, who knows what was said. But it seems to me that Jalen Ramsey, because he came out last week and to said to the media that 
Uh, he still requested to be traded, and that's still his wish to be traded. Yeah. But if he's but he, if he is still uh, a Jaguar, he will lace it up here and he will come and play. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what that means. But like you said, Minshew now two and zero undefeated. So well, uh, it's kind of funny because you like you said, you know, we don't know who released the info on Ramsey wanted to be traded. A lot of people are thinking. This, a lot of people are saying it's someone within the Jags organization, other than Ramsey and his group. But now they want to keep him, but they're the ones that screwed up and leaked this info. Yeah. Now they want to keep him. It's like you should have kept your mouth shut. Yeah, and also what's interesting is because Jalen Ramsey is a free agent after this year, so he can decide to do whatever he would, he chooses to. Now, at the same time, you know what's funny is because Jalen Ramsey came out and said it's not about the money, it's about respect, and he still wishes to be traded. But yeah. usually when athletes say it's not about the money, it's usually about, about the, the money. money. So... <laughs> We know he wants to be paid. I believe he's the best corner out there. He should be paid. Uh, he should be the highest paid corner out there. I completely agree. I just don't understand if the intention is really to keep him in that environment where they know he's not happy. Why not trade for him? Because if you know he's going to walk out next season, why not trade? Get some assets. You are exactly. I, I, I'm not too sure I understand that piece. Uh, but at the same time, too, one thing with all those movements and all the players trying to decide what they want to do, Malvin Gordon is one of them. Uh, as an owner, I can understand saying, listen, you know what, man? I'm paying this guy for a year. He's going to play. I'm paying you to play. You're going to stand here and play. Uh, and I ha- and just like I said, we've seen a lot of guys holding out. Malvin Gordon's one of them. He's supposed to be reported to the team this week. He did. Uh, he's not playing this week. He did not play today. But he is supposed he will be ready and should be suited up to play next Sunday, right? Yeah. So, um, well, what's your, what's your take on that whole Melvin Gordon thing? I think it's interesting. I think it just makes himself, like, his point proven. But at the same time, I feel like the only pros for him is just he doesn't – he didn't get banged up during training uh, camp, preseason, and now the first four games of the week. Now gives him a chance to go out there. If he balls out, he can certainly prove his point. But at the same time, you lost a lot of money. And to everyone, you clearly lost this this face-off with the, with the Chargers organization. And nobody really thinks he's gonna get the big money that he he's he's he wants. Well, he's exactly. It's it, for for Gordon. It's the complete opposite of Ramsey. Like Ramsey's gonna get paid. Yeah, we all know this. But Gordon, like you said, he lost money by holding out. Yeah, quite a bit. And now, you know, the the Chargers are still a fairly good team without him. They've proved that. So now, if he can come in, add his little touch, help yeah. them, you know, potentially make the playoffs. That'll help him make that money. And I think you touched on it when you said the Chargers are pretty good, are still a good team without him. And that's the problem, right? You yeah. look at a guy like Le'Veon Bell, like a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, a lot of the offense is predicated on what these guys, these two guys do. Yeah. Not a lot of what the Chargers do is predicated on what Malvin Gordon does. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is through, it starts with Phillip Rivers. And sadly, for 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 Malvin Gordon, you can he is very much replaceable. Yeah. And he's not one of those top five guys in the league where, you know, it makes a big difference. So I he won't get paid as much. He won't get the money that he wants this year. And honestly, he better hope he doesn't get injured. Because I feel if you're willing to take that much of a hit, especially financially, why not hold out the season? Yeah. Right? If we're trying to make a point, then let's make that point clear. Hold off, just like Le'Veon Bell did. Yeah. And listen, you got a full year to recover. I don't know if you heard Le'Veon. He said that full year did so much 
was so good for him from a recovery standpoint. You got a full year to recover. You got a chance to be stronger, yeah. work on the things you want to work on. And if everything works out for you, you're going to get paid at least more than you would have already. Yeah. You know, and uh, at the end of the day, you make your point clear. But I will say, I do feel that a lot of these owners are starting to get upset at these players just not not, not playing. playing, just holding off when they're being paid. Yeah. Especially we're talking billions or we're not talking a few bucks. Yeah. So, you know, like Gronk, Gronk retired. A lot of us think he'll come back. He'll take a year off and then he'll come back, which is great. You know, he's not holding out. He's not putting anything on the organization. He's saying they're retired. He's retiring, allowing the team to find a replacement. Exactly. To move on. Yeah. To move on. And then if he decides to come back, he'll, he'll be able to train get in the right mental space yeah. or whatever, the way Gordon and Bell, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on your team if yeah. you want to stay there or whatever. That, that's so true. That's I know so you true. want to get paid, but at the end of the day, yeah. and, each and team you t- has a business to run. Yeah, and you touched on it too, right? Because at the end of the day, it takes a toll on the team, right? Uh, and that's what that's what's happening here with Malvin Gordon. But at the same time too, it just becomes this thing that becomes about – you and the team, and yeah. that's what's being talked about in the locker room as opposed to being focused on football. Yeah. And the point that I was trying to get to, I kind of forgot about it, was the way that Gronk's handling it by retiring is he can come back to his team. He that's can come back to the Patriots. When people like Gordon, Bell, AB, whoever, when they hold out like this, you yeah. know they're not coming back you're to the team they've been playing. You're fracturing that relationship. You're, you're burning that bridge. And, hey, listen, you might be up to something there, Mike. Maybe these guys should retire. Like, as crazy as it sounds, retire. You retire. Because if you retire, I'm sure you come with some sort of agreement with the team as far as your contractual obligation. And if you choose to come back next year, boom. Or if you choose to come back but with a different team who's going to pay you the money you deserve, right? No arm, no foul, and you don't leave that, you know, that that cloud over over the team during that whole season. There's no cloud. There's no drama. You could focus on, like Gronk's doing with his brother, opening your own, starting your own business. Gronk's trying this whole CBD stuff. You don't have to follow the rules of the NFL That's when true. you retire. Yeah. The way, you know, if you hold out, you do things like that, you still have to follow their rules. You know, so. 100%. 100%. But listen, did we just come up with a little workaround right there? Maybe. 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 <laughs> Are we going to take it? They probably won't. They, they probably won't. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, the one thing uh, we got to talk about, too, and of course, this and I, it, it's interesting. I feel like we're seeing this NFL season is plagued with injuries, but the truth is, I don't think it's more than any previous season. I just think we've had a lot, have a lot of key names, and especially a lot of quarterbacks that have either been injured or we're seeing a little shuffling of the decks here. Right, we're seeing those backup quarterbacks finally getting a chance to start. Yeah, it's it's more so just the position that's. Get- that's being plagued by injury, like quarterbacks, some running backs, whatever. But, you know, I don't think it's more injuries than the previous seasons. It's just the position that's yeah. getting hit the most. Yeah, very much so. And one thing I do think that's going to come out of this is I think teams are going to f- see the value of really protecting their quarterbacks. I mean, Andrew Luck retiring so early. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at uh, you look at Nick Foles who got injured. What Wasn't it one of the first plays of the game he gets injured? Yeah. Um like you're seeing so many guys getting injured. You're seeing a guy like Cam Newton, a guy who's so great but got hit so many times. It almost feels like the toll of those hits are ooh, these hit, these hits are taking a toll on them. And uh, and really, you're starting to realize maybe you could have got 
the best out of these guys or maybe get a few more years out of these guys if they were just better protected. We're seeing Dak Prescott playing at a high level. We're seeing so many guys, even Jacoby Brissett from the Colts. Colts finally got a good uh, offensive line, and we're seeing the results of it all. And it's funny that you say that because, you know, the QB position is the most plagued by injuries this year, yet the QB position is probably the most protected position in the league with all with these, all the rules with yeah. all these rules in place. So yeah. it's kind of funny how that's working. Yeah, no, you make a good point there. But going back to those quarterbacks, um, so Daniel Jones, uh, second game starting, and second win, second win, did a great job. What was the score? Uh, twenty-four to three for the Giants. Twenty-four to three. The oh, twenty-four to three. I didn't even realize it was that bad. Yeah. But uh, Daniel Jones played played really good. Uh, you know, and I heard a lot of people praising him after the first week. And you know me when it comes to praising people after early, too early. Mis- too early. Uh, so I listen. I just gave it time. But as I watched some of those highlights of this game, what was impressive about Daniel Jones is you're seeing he's doing things better than quarterbacks are doing. He's checking off his options. He's not making the he's not making the first play that comes to him, but he's actually checking down the different receivers and going for the best option. And you don't usually see that in no. at least not in rookies. And he's very calm, very calm and poised. And uh, but one thing I gotta say, man, looking at Eli in the sidelines, he seems very supportive. Yeah, right. Seems very professional. And the more this happens, the more it makes me feel that I think Eli will ride it out. Ride it he up. will stay with the Giants. Might as well be a mentor on the side. They already owe him $17 million. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. And I think, listen, the way that they've treated him as a franchise, which is very good, is if they've picked him over some quarterbacks in the past, over other players in the past, I think, listen, you made the decision to pay him $17 million, especially when he wasn't worth it at that time. Yeah. Um, if I think if you look at it as we owe this guy something for these great championships that he brought to the city of New York, then I think they owe him at least that. I let him write it out. If he wants a farewell tour, he can have a farewell tour. And just like we say, just like we just talked about, there's been a musical chairs when it came to the quarterback position. Who knows what could happen? And listen, as great as Daniel Jones playing, it's not a bad thing to have a quarterback like Eli Manning as a backup. Yeah. Certainly don't want him to start yeah. on your team, but... As a backup, it's not the worst thing. You're talking about a QB that's won two Super Bowls, bunch of road playoff wins, an extensive career. Yep. Great stats for the most part. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if Daniel Jones is smart, you learn from him. If Eli Manning's smart, you stay there. The Giants aren't going to get rid of you. Yeah. He's done a lot for them. So, yes, obviously, looking back on it, should they have kept Odell and blah, blah, blah you can't really think on that it's happened you move on yeah um but daniel jones is making the most of his receiving core yeah um uh in that game dwayne haskins came in case keenan wasn't playing that great that's right so dwayne haskins came in and you know he had three picks it wasn't the best game for his yeah career start not the best uh debut for him but if you saw him in that press conference after he was on the podium smiling uh saying the right things saying that hopefully we get to see him in that podium smiling again. However, Gruden, the coach, did come out and say that uh, he, he will he will give uh, he will give Case Keenan another chance. Yeah. Another chance to start. Because uh, he 
And and listen, his reasoning made sense. He said, "Look, we can't go back and forth every game switching the game plan." Yeah. He likes to have a bit of consistency, yeah. and it makes sense. And he understands that some people are going to have bad nights. And listen, it was a bad night for Case Keenum, which warranted you know having uh, Dwayne Haskins get his start. Uh, but that wasn't the successful debut that I'm sure either of them wish wish he had. Well, no, you're talking Dwayne Haskins three three picks. You're talking about a. Ohio State Buckeye that set the record for touchdowns and yards yeah, for the Big Ten team, Conference. Yeah. So, obviously, it wasn't his debut he wanted. No. Like you said, in the conference, he stated that he's not used to losing, which he isn't. So, he's he's going to come back with a vengeance. Like you said, Gruen's going to assess yeah. which QB to go with uh, come practices and camp, whatever. Yeah, and the Giants are def- definitely um, – they got their – their vindication, really. I mean, they picked Daniel Jones, six overall pick. A lot of people thought Dwayne Askins should have been that guy. So, uh, and listen, Daniel Jones, two starts, two wins. Dwayne Askins, I don't want to take anything away from him. Clearly, he probably didn't get the full week of preparation mm-hmm. that Case Keenum had. But not a good first start for him against Daniel Jones, against the guy yeah. that supposedly – was overrated that we should have never put over Dwayne Atkins. So it makes for a hell of a story. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see what Dwayne Atkins has to show us in the future, although I'm not very optimistic, to be honest with you. Jones was picked six in the first round. Sorry, what did I say? You said, like, late. No, I said matter. six. You're okay. just not listening to me. I thought you said was six round. Was uh, that's, my bad. That's what I'm doing. Um, you know. But it's getting it's getting a little late, by the way. But I feel bad for I, I feel bad for the Redskins because no offense to whoever Gruden picks, like they're playing the Patriots next weekend. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I feel bad for the Redskins. I mean, I kind of like the fact that the the management and the ownership is allowing some consistency with Gruden. Yeah. But I'll be frank, man. Since he's been there, has not been good in Washington. Nope. No. And they keep – the truth is they keep adding different weapons there. They had Kirk Cousin for a year, and then they added Alex Smith. Then you got Dwayne Atkins back up. They keep adding little little weapons. And, listen, if it's not players not getting along with Gruden, Gruden not getting along with the media, and he looks like a very grumpy person. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> man, you're too young to be grumpy. And you haven't been successful enough to be that grumpy. But – uh, I'm, I, I want Dwayne Atkins to do good. I just don't know if the situation is Washington is right for him. Well, exactly. And I agree with you. Like I, I talked about it before. No offense to AP. AP is going to be a Hall yeah. of Famer probably. But at this point of his career, he's not putting up those 7,500-yard rushing games. And from a receiver core standpoint, like you got Vernon Davis. That's, yeah, he, he was great. Five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. these guys are getting right. old. They're veterans, and they're uh, they're two guys who who already built the legacy for themselves. But truthfully, they're not really helping the team. And I know I said weapons, and I certainly weren't referring to them. And again, it's not a shot at them. They're two uh, they're two uh, great players. Yeah. However, just right now at their stage in their at their stage of their career, they're just not the same type of players. No. Exactly. They can't contribute as much. I mean, Adrian Peterson, I used to call him Mr. All Day because he was running on, he would run on you all day long. But that's just not who he is. No. That's really not. He had a game leading his team in rushing with 60 something yards. That's not, that's not good enough. That's not yeah. a good recipe to win. So, no. We'll have to see. But still talking new quarterbacks, Cal Allen. Uh, I picked that one wrong. 
Uh, Cal Allen playing. Uh, who they, they played, played the, the Texans. The Texans. The Houston. Texans. The Houston Texans. I uh, really thought Deshaun Watson would have had his way, but Cal Allen continues to surprise us, and I think that a lot of people in the media. I don't know how people in the league feel, but I think a lot of people in the media think it's time and they're ready to move on from Cam Newton already. And Cal Allen is showing that 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 may be the case. Yeah, that may be the case. Like I hate to say it, but the truth is, you look at the last two years for Cam Newton, it hasn't been great mm-hmm. since he won his MVP uh, since his MVP season, and they just have not been able to duplicate that type of success that they've had. And at, at the end of the day. You know, it's not about the numbers you put on the field or the records you set or rushing yards or anything. It's about getting that W. Exactly. And that's what Kyle Allen's doing, you know. A hundred percent. And uh, I think we talked about this, man. A lot of interesting storylines, a lot of interesting matchups and some great games. Like the way teams are playing, just really surprising. And the Buccaneers is one, for example, uh, I've put up a lot of exciting games. Win or lose, their games have been exciting. Yeah. Right? And like you said, at the end of the day, it's about winning. And you're looking at what Cal Allen is doing in Carolina, where we really thought that they lost this division easily. And now that's two games in a row, two wins in a row. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you start asking yourself, how long is this streak going to last? And I think if it's anywhere close to four, you got to consider starting him at the quarterback position. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because, like, you know, Daniel Jones stepped in now two games. Kyle Allen now two games. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew two games. Like, all these guys are undefeated so far. And it's funny because, you know, I, I didn't pick them at first because, you know, it was their first game. Then they all got proved me wrong. So I picked two of them this week. I got two out of three. So I was going to go with Kyle Allen next week. But now I'm in a predicament. Kyle yeah. Allen's playing Gardner Minshew. <laughs> like, who am I going to So pick? who do you go with, right, this time? <laughs> Um, yeah, neither of us picked the Panthers to win that game. No. Um, but really good question. But yeah, if you go to Minshew, Minshew Mania, Mania's running wild. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguar playing good. Because I don't know if you recall, but I told you this after week two. Jacksonville Jaguars are worse than they should be. You remember? Because really, they should be a better team. Yeah. Right? They've added pieces to the team. And, of course, Nick Foles was supposed to be the starter, was supposed to help with, the, with that offense. But Minshew has found something well like jaguars have a good receiving core yeah they got a good running back then they got a good defensive line they put a lot of pressure on the court on the on the quarterback yeah. uh with jalen ramsey on the field that's almost one side of the field that gets shut down from a coverage standpoint exactly they, they really have a lot to work with and yeah. it was just a disappointing start to the season and then of course the drama with jalen ramsey kind of compacted all of that yeah. but gardner Minshew is slowly taking over taking over those headlines, and it's all we're talking about when it comes to Jacksonville. Right? Yeah, that was an exciting game. I had that on one of the screens. Jacksonville, like Gardner came back, took the lead, field goal. I feel bad for Denver because every game's so close. They have it It's in so hand. true. Denver is fighting. The one thing is Denver is fighting. They haven't figured it out. It's still hard for them to put pressures on the quarterback. Von Miller's been almost in inexistent this year. and But really... Really, they just can't find a way to win. No. But I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive scheme. I did not get the chance to see their game, but the offensive scheme, if you're watching them play, they're not giving Joe Flacco the opportunity to throw the ball down the field. Joe Flacco is known for this. 
I call him Mr. Bombs away because he just airs the ball out. <laughs> and he just ha- – I haven't seen him get two shots down the field in the, in a game. And that's really a big issue because you got to use – you got to put a system that benefits your quarterback. And I don't think they figured that out in Denver yet. Yeah. Uh, we talked Dwayne Haskins. The other guy who made the, his start today was Matthew Barkley of the Bills. Great matchup. Undefeated Bills played or undefeated Patriots. And uh, in a very close game, by the way. The Bills defense, it's official. They are for real. Uh, we questioned the previous – we questioned their record because of who their opponents are, but they played the Patriots. Patriots won 16-10 to in Buffalo. But, again, what a game. Great defensive – great defensive showing by the Bills. The Bills really – Put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady in that second half. Brady was not able to get anything going. Uh, but again, shout out to our defense. Our defense kept us in the game, made a lot of great plays. But Matt Barkley stepped in the game. Uh, sorry, he stepped in the game. Was it uh, was it an injury? Remind me again. Oh, uh, For Barkley? Yeah. Well, Josh Allen concussion? Yes, yes. Josh Allen got a concussion. I think he got a nasty hit by Slater. Uh, uh, helmet to helmet. No, helmet. Oh, Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones, my bad. And, you know, we just talked about it. It was an interesting call because they called it helmet to helmet. Um, and it, it seemed to be one of those hits against a defensive receiver. But if you watch the play closely, and you made a good point, Jonathan Jones was running towards uh, Allen, and Allen clearly got stopped for a tackle. And you can see him stopping his tracks. But, of course, uh, Josh Allen's uh, momentum ran him towards Jonathan Jones, and Jonathan Jones just turned his body slightly as he puts his head down and creates that contact. Gets called for head-to-head, con- uh, sorry, helmet-to-helmet contact. Uh, it, it's tough, and, you know, I think we both agree on that. The NFL doing a, a big job trying to overly protect quarterbacks, but this one's a rough one because you look at it, there was no intent to hit there. The guy, in a sense, tried to, get out of the way as he stops his movement and for him to still get hit. I think sometimes it takes away from the game and it really sucks because you'll see guys make great defensive plays and getting flagged for it. It's not it's not fair. It's not fun. I think the NFL got to find a way, find a certain – I don't know what it is. You got to find a medium, but it almost feels now they're going out of their way to make things difficult for the defenders. Well, it's like I was saying, like, Unless you're the, if you're anyone other than than the QB, this wouldn't have been. Well, it would have been helmet to helmet, but it wouldn't have been unnecessary, unnecessary rough, roughness That's if right. it was anyone other than the QB. Like Allen was running all day. That's right. And he had like five carries. Yeah, a couple of them for like ten plus yards or whatever. And so like they want to tackle you, but they don't want to. They got to watch how they do it because you know it might be a penalty. They might injure you. And like like I was telling you, like. You watch the play. Jonathan Jones goes towards Allen, and then he you see him plant his two feet. Yeah. And yes, he he kind of starts putting his body towards the QB, but you're trying to tackle the guy. That's the thing. You got to do something. And once both really... guys put their heads down, well, both of them. Like if 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 freaking Jonathan Jones would have been the one on the ground, it wouldn't have been a penalty. It wouldn't have been a penalty against them, right? So it, it's it really sucks. It it, it was a unfortunate play for Allen, and you know, obviously, yes, we want to beat the Bills, but. You don't want to see people get hurt like that. But. You know what? Let's have this conversation another time. But I think it's a good one, right? Because it's really a question of well, where do you stand on the NFL doing all these things to protect the quarterbacks? Because to me, it's really a marketing thing. Well, it's, 
And it's like we like like we said, like they're doing all these things to protect the QBs. Yet look at all these QB injuries. Yeah, like <laughs> the irony of it all, right? So. It's really it's really interesting. And when a lot of them were non, you know, none of those unnecessary hits. It was yeah. we got non contact injury with Big Ben, Nick Foles with a terrible, you know, leg injury, but. Really, if you're not going to be able to stop all of them, I think you kind of have to go back to football at its core and say, listen, the intent has to be there. We're going to put rules where we say, okay, we're not going to, you know, tackle below the knees, the things like this. But come on, when a guy, like you said, stops in his track and seems to make the right play by stopping, you can't penalize him for that. Yeah. And that makes no sense to me. So now let's talk uh, the Thursday nighter. So Thursday night uh, game, first game of the, of this week was uh, a great was a great one. Packers versus uh, versus the Eagles in one that a lot of people said was a must win for the Eagles. Uh, I don't know if it was a must win. I think again we get caught up so early in the season, uh, but at the same time understanding it's only a sixteen game season, so a lot of time it feels if you go down one three or one four that your season is pretty much over. Uh, in a competitive division, especially one that the Cowboys seems to be running away with, and with the reemergence of Daniel Jones, looks like there's competition. So the Eagles did need that win, and they ended up getting the win. Great, great game. Uh, I loved it. It was really back and forth, and I think Aaron Rodgers was one interception less away to have an amazing, an amazing stat line, and maybe put himself back there. As in the conversation, as best to best quarterback in the game. Yeah. So what would you? What was your take on the game? But by the way, yeah, hard goes out to Maddox at the end there. You know, getting uh getting hit, they look like he didn't move at all at the end, right? The Eagles took a lot of a lot of injuries in that game, a lot of key injuries, especially on the defensive side, and how how uh, I don't say ironic, but the fact that they get a big injury like this and end the game on a big goal line stop. What a what a game it was. What do yeah, you think? That that was unfortunate to see Maddox go down and then even the uh, Devontae Adams Deva- with yeah, his foot injury. With his he was toe. having a career game. He had a career game. Nobody could stop Devontae Adams. Like and and as much as Rogers still found his groove, still was able to uh, carry, carry the team up the field. Uh, you could see it wasn't the same. The offense wasn't the same. Javante Adams just looked unstoppable, and he looked like he wanted every ball out there. And he tried everything he could to get back on the field, but well, that's wasn't. exactly it. Like I think he got injured like second quarter, third quarter. He had 180 yards, not yeah. 10 catches. Like he was unstoppable. Like Green Bay was gonna steamroll through against the Eagles, but then he got hurt, and you know Aaron Rodgers had to figure things out afterwards. It was a little yeah. slow, um, but. The Eagles' defense stepped up. They they really pressured Rodgers. They stopped the run, forced Rodgers to pass. He finished yeah. with 422 passing yards. And Green Bay's defense was for real. They shut down – well, sorry. Should, I, should, they yeah. shut down the passing game. That's the exactly. run game, on the other hand, yeah. was uh, questionable. But, by the way, great job by Doug Peterson, the, the coach of the Eagles. He really got the scouting report and said, look, the Packers are terrible at, at defending the run. And we are gonna we are gonna run the ball on them, and they ran the ball very effectively on them like crazy, um, which which uh, which uh, caused for Carson Wentz to have a very pedestrian stat line. Yeah, uh, what was it? Something like 60, uh, 17 for twenty six uh, for less than two hundred yards, one hundred sixty yards. 
um, might go give us the, the, the yeah, stat. Yeah, he finished uh, 16 for 27, so you're close. 160 yards. He had three touchdowns, but. Sounds like sounds, sounds like there's an echo here. You know? Sounds like I said the same, but pretty much. But uh, but yeah, no. Carson Wentz really had a very much a pedestrian game. Uh, but the running game, running game was huge for them. It was a great win, and it was a big win. It was a big win, and who knows? Maybe looking back at this, come week sixteen, week seventeen, this might be the game that actually got them into the playoff. But hell of a game, great game. I think this game. Uh, I think the fact that the Packers lost. We're not hearing about it, but I think this game to me, what I got out of this is that Aaron Rodgers is back. Whether it was Javante Adams, which really stepped up big. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was 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 beautiful out there. Like what what he was doing on that field, he was dissecting the defense, making plays after plays, uh, over four hundred yards of passing. Uh, he he played great. Yeah. But again, they stopped the the sorry the Packers defense cannot stop the run, and the Eagles just keep pounding on pounding on it. And again, I have to say this. According to the coach, Matt LaFleur, according to the coach, he said that that fourth quarter, the last four plays of the game by the Packers was Aaron Rodgers' call. Oh, really? I haven't heard Rodgers say anything to defuse that. I don't understand. I understand that your running game wasn't working, but four straight goddamn plays at the one-yard line, and we throw the ball. Four plays. Four incompletions. And, of course, on the last one, <laughs> Rodgers gets picked up. Uh, it's so funny you say that because I was, I was on Instagram, and I saw a picture, and it was Matt LaFleur's face in the first image, and then it started to transition in the second and the third one, and then the fourth one, it was Pete Carroll. <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's so true. You think about it, like, yes, Green Bay didn't have a good running game, but you only needed two yards. You, they needed one yard. Oh, one yard. They needed one yard, and this is what bothers me because I'm thinking at least at one point, get Rodgers too. And there was one point where there was a miscommunication uh, by Rodgers and his receiver in – on the third down, say this can't happen. Yeah, it was anyway. Very unacceptable. They go for it on fourth, uh, get picked off. Very deserving win by very deserving win by by the Eagles. Not too sure what it means by the Eagles because I thought this was a game we needed to see Carson Wentz take the lead and really step up. He made some great plays, but we did see Carson Wentz really play like a winner. Yeah. And that's that's what I got from that game. I think we saw the resurgence of uh, of of Aaron Rodgers uh, back. We saw glimpses of the greatness he showed us throughout his career. And I think Carson Wentz did not step up when needed. No, I completely agree with you there. Uh, but made for a great start of this week. Again, as I mentioned, a lot of great games this week. Uh, so, Mike, let's go over our picks. Uh, so, while well, both me and Mike were completely wrong about the Packers game, <laughs> uh, we certainly called that wrong wrong. Yeah. That now, was a close game, so. He says close game. Hey. But let's see here. So, set my picks. Patriots won. We both got this one right. Yep. Uh, Chiefs won. The Chiefs won. Against who again? Detroit. Yes. Undefeated versus undefeated with Detroit being uh, – with Detroit having that tie. First game, uh, first game of the season against Arizona. Um, a great game. A great game, a lot of back and forth. Um, it looks like Matt Patricia is not only a gain to trust of these men, but he's also getting them to play a lot differently. 
Um, but yeah, the Chiefs come out with the win. Goddamn Mahomes. Yeah. But Mahomes, great game, but no touchdowns. Yeah, he had uh, over 300 yards passing, but no touchdowns. You definitely got to see a different aspect of his game that we never really saw because he's usually balling out with like three plus touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we also, like I told you, it's going to be interesting to see in the, in the weeks to come what they kind of say on some of the touchdowns that Detroit got because uh, one of them was like a bobble as he was falling down. They kept it as a touchdown. Another one, he had one foot planted inbounds. The other one started touching. It looked inbounds, but you don't you didn't see the spray of the grass or whatever. Yeah, to really prove that his other foot made contact with the field. Yeah, but no, that was a great win for Casey. We both picked Casey. We both did. Uh, Titans played the, uh, the Falcons. The Falcons. 24-10 for the Titans. Yeah, I called this one right. I'm not sure how. I must have been uh, sleeping. <laughs> uh, but then again, it's the Falcons. The Falcons disappointed me last week, and I did not want to take a chance again. Yeah, uh, It just really feels like, not sure what to, you guys can, should expect from the Falcons this year, but don't be surprised if they finish 7-9 and nine this year. I just got a bad feeling, and it doesn't look like they're, they've really found any sort of rhythm. No. Uh Picked the uh, Colts. Colts played the. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Who did? Colts uh, the Colts play? played the Raiders. The Raiders won that thirty-one to twenty-four. Thirty-one to twenty-four. We saw some good, uh, some good plays today by Derek Carr. But I think I'm. I think I'm. I think the more I think about it, the more I'm right. Right. We talked about this. I feel like the Raiders' defense is quite good. I feel like we haven't talked about them because the Raiders has just been bad overall as a team, but. I think their defense is really good, and the offense needs to pick it up to really keep them in the game. They have a good defense, but not a scoring defense. So the defense simply not good enough to win them games. Uh, but really, they just need to start figuring out on the offense. Yeah, for me, the Raiders offensively and defensively, like I still got question marks. Like obviously, yes, they could be good, like they showed defensively today. Yeah, but they got to be consistent. A hundred percent. You know, but it was a close game. It was a very close game. Yeah. Uh, they came away with it, but did you did, did you pick Raiders? I want Colts on this one. I picked the Colts. You know, Jacoby had that last drive yeah. where they could have tied it, but uh, I think it was fourth and out, and that was the end of the and game. that was it. Yeah. yeah. That's all she wrote. But uh, good job, dude. I really like what Jacoby Brissett is doing, and a good, a good I don't want to say veteran in a sense, but it's the good veteran quarterback to have. Yeah. Uh, there was the Ravens played today against the Browns. The Ravens got their ass handed to them by the Browns. Browns played really good. Uh, Chubbs ran for 185. Is that right? Uh, so Chubb had 165, 165, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Played really great. And it's a big thing that I thought I watching the last two, three games of the Cleveland Browns, they didn't run the ball enough, no. which didn't allow them to really open up on the passing plays. Uh, Landry played good today, so they did a lot of great things today. Yeah. And this is, I think, what the reason for the hype is what we kind of saw coming. But yeah. can and they keep it up? That's to me will be the question. And it's funny how you say they didn't really do the running game because a lot when I was watching one of the games, a lot of the analysts had stated to bench Nick Chubb in your fantasy, and I think he put up like thirty nine yeah. points or something like yeah. that for people. So hopefully so, you guys did not listen to those yeah. terrible. No, <laughs> if if. If the Browns play like this, you know, Baker puts in his his time, uh, Chubb, 
Uh, and then they, we see contribution from Landy and OBJ, of course, when needed. You're right. And Kareem Hunt should be coming back pretty soon. So yeah. once that gets back into the mix, it's going to be really interesting to see the dynamic of that team. But offensively, they have the weapons. It's just I yeah. think it's right game planning. Uh, and they should be pulling the type of stat line that we saw today. Yeah. Yeah. Defensively, the 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 Browns were great. You know, they shut down Lamar Jackson. He had two INTs, four sacked four times. They played. So. They played great, and that defense with the Browns played very good, led by Miles Garrett. Um, really, I think. Listen, I don't want to be too quick, but it might be. Maybe we're starting to see the hype. Cleveland Brown that everybody's been waiting for, but listen, we'll have to wait and see. And I think more importantly, see how they play when in hostile territory playing those good teams. But it's yeah. a good, it's a good win for them. Uh, Giants, of course, DJ, uh, Danny Dimes as they call him, Daniel Jones, second win today, great work. Um, Chargers, who did the Chargers play? Chargers played Miami. Chargers played Miami. Chargers found themselves won. found themselves trading, but uh, sorry, trailing the game. But of course, they handled their business one yeah. uh, quite convincingly. Yeah, we both took the Chargers in that one. That's we both right. took the Giants. I, I will say though, I picked Cleveland, and you picked the Ravens. I did pick the Ravens. I certainly don't didn't believe it, but listen, very disappointing. The Ravens in that defense, by the way, did not yeah. did not show up today. No. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, Seahawks played today. Seahawks beat Arizona, twenty-seven to ten. We both had that one. That was an easy, that was easy, easy divisional matchup. Uh, Rams, Rams played also. Tampa Rams actually. Buccaneers. That's right. That was that was a surprising game, fifty-five forty for Tampa. First of all, I don't think anybody had it as high scoring as that. No. Uh, but again, uh, for the Rams to lose, um. By the way, great job, though. Great job by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great job by the defense uh, who put the pressure on Jared Goff all day. And a lot of the pass, a lot of the interceptions were not Jared Goff's fault. Uh, a lot of batted balls, a lot of tip balls. Oh, yeah, and Tampa Jared Goff played, played pretty good. You take away those INTs, he played pretty good. Guy had 517 uh, yards. Christ threw the ball over 60 times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but listen, it <laughs> yeah. shows you it shows you the way that the Rams are going th- this year. Uh, Todd Gurley not being uh, really a threat. I think that's the way they have to go, and that's the way they'll have to win games. Uh, but look, I think Jared Goff is, is up to the task, and we're going to see games where he throws for 50, 60 times, uh, 300, 400 yards, and they most likely will win those games. But this was a hell of a game, man. Honestly, Bruce Arian is starting to, how do I say instill his personality into the team, and I like what I saw today. Yep, no, I agree with you there. Uh, Bears, Bears played... Um, this was a surprising one, because the Bears played Minnesota. Bears won 16-6, but they lost Mitchell Trubisky like, at the yes, beginning of the game. They did. Um, I, I had the Bears on this one. I believe you had Vikings, right? No, I took the Bears. We took the Bears. I had the Bears on this one. Love their defense. I still think their defense is that good. Uh, even with all the confusion and misguidance that we have with Mike Trubinsky, I really like what I'm seeing from the Bears, and I think they, they can continue to be a, a real threat. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the Jags. Jags won today. We both picked the Jags as well. Yeah. Uh, and right now we're watching the big Sunday nighter. Saints-Cowboys. Saints-Cowboys. Right now, very close game. Saints winning 12-10. to 10. Uh, I don't think there's anybody more anxious and more excited than Drew Brees on the sideline. 
But uh, Teddy Bridgewater doing a good job so far. Great defensive game by both teams. Really good game. Really good game. Uh, shout out to the NFL. We've, we've actually had a lot of great games, a lot of good matchups, not a lot of blowouts uh, in these first four weeks in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and I got Cowboys winning this one. I took the Saints, you know. And to me, you put the hands in the ball in Kamara's hands, he'll make magic happen. I don't disagree. Yeah. Tomorrow we got a great matchup with uh, very good matchup. Cincinnati versus a little, Pittsburgh. A little bit of sarcasm there, but it is a divisional matchup, so maybe these guys will uh, will bring out the best out of each other. Mason Rudolph gets to play Andy Dalton. Um, I don't have much to say about this one. Two teams that's underperforming. Two teams that just hasn't hasn't really even gotten on the radar. I feel like this year, no. Like they've been so bad, and for at least for the Steelers, for such a storied team that we always have expectations for, we don't even mention them at all. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, I went with the Steelers. Um, I, I want to see some success from Mason Rudolph, and of course, I love me. I love uh, Tom. Tom Mike Tomlin, confusing those those guys. Mike Tomlin, um, but yeah, so we'll see how this one goes. Uh, I'm going with the Steelers. I just think that they haven't really shown their full potential, at least on the defensive side. And uh, as I mentioned, Cincinnati just hasn't made any noise this year, and I don't, I don't think that they'll be uh, they'll be doing so against the Steelers. Well, exactly. Like to me, Andy Dalton's been very quiet. He's never very. been the most consistent QB, um, all these rookie backup QBs stepping in, Mason Rudolph being one of them, they've been proving me wrong. So that's one reason I'm going with them. <laughs> but the Steelers are at home, so I think that that home crowd should definitely help them take yeah. that W and get their first win. One of these teams is winning their first game of the season. They better. Well, so, they got to. Unless Somebody, they both tie it. That's what I going to say. Somebody's got to. Um, so... We're going, so we're going to skip ahead to next week, get our picks in. So, as I'm looking at next week, uh, we started with the 1 p.m. games. The Jags are playing the Panthers. Minshew playing Kyle Allen. Backup quarterback versus backup quarterback. What you got, sir? What you got? This is going to be a good game. I'm going to have to go. I really don't want to go against Gardner Minshew because I really like what he's been <laughs> doing. So I'm not. Yeah, you, I'm going to choose the Jaguars. Six-round pick in Gardner Minshew. You know how special our six-round picks are. <laughs> That's uh, right. So I'm going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars on yeah. the road. You know what? Me too. I go. I got the. I got the Jags. I got the Jags winning this one. Uh, like you said, uh, I'm. I'm going. It really, it's Minshew versus Allen, and I'm going for Minshew. Yeah. And also, I just think that again, the Jaguars are a more complete team. Yeah. No. Uh, but. Don't be. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. Um, but yeah, but yeah, going with Minshew. Next up, we got Arizona Cardinals versus Cincinnati Bengals. Two teams underperforming again. Uh, well, obviously, uh, Cincinnati's only playing tomorrow, so we can't really. I I gotta look at what Cincinnati's mm-hmm. done in their first three games, which isn't much. So, I'll actually say uh, Arizona on this one. Another road win, which would be surprising. I'm going to go Bengals on this one. Yeah. I'm going to go Bengals on this one. Um, 
You skip. I simply, I simply think, uh, I simply think. Oh, sorry, I don't mean Bengals. I'm gonna go. No, sorry, I am gonna go Bengals on this one. I simply think Arizona is not that good. I, I'm, I'm really not a believer in Kyler Murray. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much my reason why. No. Uh, you um, forgot the Thursday night game. Oh, you are so right. Who's playing th- this so Thursday? So the Thursday nighter, which is a great divisional game. Is the LA Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle? Ooh, great game, and both 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 teams have been playing very good. I'm gonna go with LA. I'm going with the Rams versus the Seahawks. And you know what? I'm we're we're doing the same. We're both going with the Rams. Yeah. Um, should be better. They're the better team, but we'll see. Coming off a loss, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Uh, Atlanta versus Houston. Yeah. Uh, I will go with Houston being the home team. Still don't believe in Matty Ice at all. And Julio Jones has been fairly quiet. Very true. Um, yeah, offensively, what's happening to the Falcons? Who knows? But that's why I'm going with the Texans as well. Uh, Buccaneers versus the Saints. After the showing the Bucks did today, should be very interesting. But I know where I'm going. I'm going to Saints. Saints look great. Teddy Bridgewater looks like he's figuring it out. And the Saints look like they're doing a good job around them. So makes it easy for me. I'm going with the Saints. What you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints also just because I don't think Jamie Winston can have another great game like he did today. 55 points. That was a lot. You know, A lot of it had to do with the defense. but He had four touchdowns. I don't think he'll do that again. No. Uh, Vikings versus the Giants. Oh, Giants. You know, I am riding out this Daniel Jones train until he falls off. Oh, not only <laughs> am I riding this Daniel Jones bandwagon, but I am not riding this fully guaranteed Kirk Cousins wagon. <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, so next up, got uh, the Bears at the Raiders. This is going to be a good one. I'll, I'll go with the Bears. Same I, here. Their defense. The defense. Same reason. My defense just too good. And I know I've talked a lot of great praise to about the Oakland Raiders defense, but that's all they have. Um, Jets versus Eagles. Uh, Eagles. That's an easy one for both of us. Going for the Eagles. Jets uh, looking very terrible as a team, and we're waiting for Mr. Darnold to, cut, to get back from his model. Uh, Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Great divisional rival. Give us some great classics over the years. Not sure if it's going to be one of them. I think I am forced to go with the Ravens. Yeah, obviously, just kind of like the Cincinnati game. Obviously, we don't know what Mason Rudolph will bring. Lamar Jackson's coming off a loss. He looked uh, very upset. So and uh, I'm going to go see. with the Ravens. Yeah, it's a good time to see how he bounces back. I agree, too. Uh, Buffalo Bills versus Tennessee Titans. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Because Buffalo lost, so they're going to come back hungry. But Tennessee, the way they played t- today, kind of like week one. Yeah, you said it. You know, if they played the way they played today in week one, they are a serious problem. Uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Wow. Very gutsy call. He goes with Tennessee. And I'm going with the Bills. Uh, what I saw today from the Bills was a real defense, a real team that's there to compete, and a team that wants to prove there's a reason they were undefeated the first three weeks. So I'm, I think the Bills are going to come out and definitely try to win this one. Um, definitely a good reason. Yeah. Uh, 
Broncos versus Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go with my man Malvin Gordon doing his comeback. I'm going to go for him to have a big game. Uh, yep, I'm going Chargers as well. Uh, and then for the oh no, sorry, we still got still got more games. Uh, Packers versus Cowboys, a very good game. Two teams that could find themselves being three and one after today. Uh, but like I said, very good game. Uh, who do you have, sir? Packers and Cowboys. I believe it's going to be. Well, this is today. obviously there's a lot of questions here because if is Devonte Adams going to be playing? If not. That changes uh, Aaron Rodgers and the offense. Cowboys, if they lose today, obviously that'll be very upsetting. But even if they, I'll I'll say Dallas, regardless of what happens in this game. Uh, That's a tough one. But listen, as we're watching this game here and I'm looking at Dallas's defense, uh, I think the Cowboys are a real threat. And that's why I'm picking them. The Packers. Have low, their offense act look terrible at times. Their defense have been picking them for the most part. So I'm going to go with them. Uh, and who's the Monday nighter? Uh, so the well, the, the last game of the day on next Sunday is Indy oh. versus the Indiana Colts. The Colts versus, versus the Chiefs at 8 o'clock. Obviously, uh, the Chiefs. It's hard to go against Mr. Mahomes. They're going home to Arrowhead. And Mr. Mahomes did not score a touchdown today, so. They'll get seven in the next one. <laughs> and on, uh, yeah. And then the Monday nighter, which will be a very good one because Cleveland played very well today, is Cleveland Browns versus the Niners. Niners had a bye week today, or this week, so. This is going to be a very good one. Uh, Niners are still undefeated. Browns played very good today, and again, Browns with the hype. Is it have they figured it out? Are they really going to mix the running with the threats that they have on the receiving court? I'm a little. Hmm, that's a really tough one. You want to go first? Do so I want Niners uh, versus the Niners are at home. Um, I'm sure the Niners are favorites to win this. I'm going Niners. I'm going 49ers. Uh, they got a week off. They should have time to recover. Uh, hopefully that meant more time to prepare. Uh, coaching staff is on point. I expect them to try to take advantage of some of the holes in uh, Cleveland's defense. What that is remains to be seen, but <laughs> I got 49ers. What about you, sir? I really don't want to go against Jimmy G. Um, Former Pats. <laughs> so far, I, we only disagreed on the Bengals Cardinals game and the Bills Titans game. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. I've been I've been saying that the, they're legit since all their acquisitions. I'm gonna stick with Cleveland. I'm nice. gonna choose Cleveland. With the Browns, fair enough. All right, Browns. It is. For the record, I'm pretty sure I killed you last week on my picks, didn't I? Yeah, last week I didn't do so well. <laughs> this week I'm doing a lot better. So still, so clearly we're killing it. We're keeping track of these uh, of these picks that we're doing. Um, I've been pretty good so far. Mr. Mike's still working on it. <laughs> but uh, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, appreciate it again. Sorry I didn't get a chance to come to you last week, but as always, expect to get one of these a week. As we break down the NFL, hope you all enjoyed this. 
game still tied is still very a tight one. Uh, Saints still up twelve to ten, uh, very close game with uh, six minutes left in the fourth. Dallas in possession, deep in their own end zone. Uh, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you all had a great weekend. Mike, where can they find you? Uh, Mike forty five twenty three JR. Figure those out by yourself. Forty five twenty three. Uh, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Hope you all enjoy. If you do, share it, uh, like it. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Deuces.